Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us all at TNT Radio. You're with James Freeman and the Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello and welcome to the Freeman Report once again. My name is James Freeman. I'm a former member of the European Parliament and this is my weekday show where I break down the big issues of our time in our fight for freedom, liberty and justice. And that is what today's show is all about. It is Friday, the 22nd of December, 2023. Um, The winter solstice occurred at 3.27 this morning. That'll tickle Jemsey because she was right. We had a little bit of a spat on air two days ago and she was right. And she loves the fact that I've admitted that on air. Um, It does mean that the days will get um, longer from here within um, or shorter, I guess, if you live down under. And... To me, it feels very appropriate, if I'm honest, because um, as along with a very noticeable lack of light this week, it is very noticeable um, every day in the mornings. Um, I've come down with something really terrible. So I'm actually feeling really rubbish at the moment. Um, But I wouldn't miss my last show of the year with all of you guys. So I'm here today. So the news that this is the worst of it um, is very welcome indeed. I'm not bothered about the temperature because I've got a new wood burner, although the government is definitely trying to ban them. There was a story in the press today about the fact that they're polluting the air. Um, But I do find the lack of light very depressing. Anyway, happy solstice, everybody, whether you're down under um, and you've got the longest day of the year or here in the UK where you've got the shortest day of the year. It is also very appropriate that the solstice falls today because... Um, This is my last show of the year. Um, After today, I'll be on holiday until the 1st of January, and it will be a very welcome break. Time to turn the alarm off, relax, and enjoy some time with my family. And what a year it's been, because I started back in um, with TNT Radio back in January, and since then, I've hosted 240 shows, welcoming over 300 guests to the show. I hope you've all enjoyed listening and, of course, you can now watch. And I'm extremely grateful, genuinely, to all of you for supporting the Freeman Report this year and TNT Radio in more generally. And I hope this is just the start. In fact, I know this is just the start of a long relationship, one that will see TNT Radio propelled onto the global stage. So thank you to all of you for listening and watching this year. Oh, and by the way, I'm getting all of my thank yous out of the way now because I've got an absolute trooper of a guest in the second part of the show for you today, and I really don't want to eat into any of his time. The other people I would like to thank are Mike and Jenny at TNT Towers. It's not an easy thing what they're trying to do, and they've done a fantastic job this year. Not just keeping the station on air, that's hard enough in itself, no. Um, Along with all the other staff at TNT Radio, they've taken the station to the next level, um, delivering video streaming. Now, for any of you wondering how tall a task that is, getting a new global station to this point, I can tell you 
that it's an impossible job on so many levels. The funding and finance, the technical side of things, the staff, and of course, dealing with dozens of hosts who think they're right all of the time. So a massive thank you from me here in the UK for everything Mike, Jenny, Adam, Vicky, and the rest of the staff that you never see um, on the camera here or you never hear on the station for everything that they've done um, for me and everyone at TNT this year. And of course the guests. To all of you, I salute you um, in this fight together against the attempt to force global tyranny on us. Right then, back to today's show, because we're going to leave the year on a high. And it is a bittersweet high, because in the second part of the show, I'll be welcoming Dan Hartman to the Freeman Report. Dan is a regular Canadian who, like many of us, was just living his life until something terrible happened two years ago. Because back in the first half of 2021, Dan had a beautiful son called Sean, who loved to play ice hockey. He adored the game. But then the Trudeau government entered the room and ensured that injection mandates were pushed throughout Canadian society. After this, Sean was left with a dilemma. He was just 17 years old. Either he gives up his bodily autonomy to the government and takes the injection, an injection that he did not need, or he will be excluded from the love of his life, ice hockey, and all of his friends. So in September 2021, Sean got one shot of the Pfizer jab, and 33 days later, he was found dead. Now, you're probably wondering how I can say today's show will end the year on a high, but let me explain. We live in a world where bad things happen. That is part of life itself. And as I've said many times on this show, light always emerges from the darkness. And so when you hear Dan's story, yes, it is a tragedy. It has devastated Dan and his family. But you know what? When we shine a light onto that darkness, which is what we're going to be doing today, that's me and all of you watching and listening. When we shine a light on Sean's story, two things happen. Firstly, it provides comfort to Dan and his family that Sean will never be forgotten. You will hear all about Sean today. And I can see by the conversations on X last night between Dan and others that this is part of his grieving process. And secondly, this is where we're all given some light from this situation. Because Dan didn't just crash on his ass after this happened to his son. No, Dan has been working with doctors such as Peter McCullough to pull together the evidence proving that it was the Pfizer shot that killed him. Sean died of myocarditis. The reason this spreads light on all of us good people is because it allows us to expose the demons that exist in our world. Those who have no empathy or compassion for others, those who knowingly sacrifice their own people to further their own agenda. Whether that's to stay in power, to become rich, or whatever else these people covet. Trudeau, as far as I'm concerned, is one of those demons. The evidence is clear to anybody who has their eyes open. Like all leaders, Trudeau knew most people didn't need the injections, particularly children. 
he knew there was a bigger agenda at play. And he didn't just keep his head down. No, Trudeau actively pushed the agenda. He turned Canadian against Canadian via carefully crafted speeches that twisted trust and made people turn against their own, to hate their other Canadians and their own. Anti-vaxxers are right-wing extremists, he told Canadians. They are a danger to you and your family, your loved ones, he told them. And like Jacinda Ardern, he told his own people that if they didn't get the experimental new injection, an injection that they didn't need, if they didn't do that, they would be excluded from life. No jab, no job. No jab, no ice hockey. But because of brave souls like Dan, who is taking Sean's case to the courts to get justice, he fights for justice for all of us. So listen to Dan's story today, and together we will help turn his darkness into light. Now, Dan will be joining me in the bottom um, of the hour, um, because before that, I'll be joined by professional astrologer John Wadsworth, who's going to talk everything solstice. If you want to get in touch, as always, please do email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. And if you want to join in the conversation, head over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for TNT Radio. The latest headlines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning. I'm going to do it just once, once more, and then that'll be it. Good morning, Jemsy. Good morning, James. Once more for the year, or <laughs> that's it forever and ever and ever as we continue to broadcast? You tell me. No, I think we've, um, no, it's it, your name is Gemma. Um, I will call you Jemsy in private, um, <laughs> just between me and you. <laughs> will you now? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that, that, that's that's good to know oh, excuse I, I me i'm really not very well at the moment uh, but like i said i couldn't miss the last show of the year so um, i'm here with you today and i know you've been suffering this week haven't you Gemma? i've had the lurgy it cleared up uh yeah it wasn't uh it wasn't anything to worry about just like any upper respiratory virus whatever it, viruses are over the last three and a half years haven't really been anything to worry about rest and fluids listen to your yeah. body Try not to get stressed out and worried about everything and you will get over it. Your body is a very wise, self-governing instrument. So, yeah, I feel a lot better and I wish you a very speedy recovery, James, for the uh, festive period. I have to say I'm really looking forward to the show today. I'll be listening with avid interest. John Wadsworth, I've been a follower of his for a very long time. I've got several of his books. So I've got his you know, his book the uh the astrology year i mean he's really really good he did my chart actually years and years ago 2014 when i just started my awakening journey and if anyone's qualified to talk about the solstice alignments planetaries what we've got in store for 2024 it's definitely him and i, I really am really delighted that you've got him onto the show and i thought we'd stay with the solstice actually uh, uh to kind of uh round the year off because thousands of people were at stonehenge uh this morning here in the uk where it's getting those crowds just get bigger 
get and bigger and bigger every single year. It's the one time the solstice in the summer and the winter and the equinox is in the spring and the summer where crowds can actually get up personal with the stones and stand near the stones. Normally they've got a huge barrier and they keep everybody well away. But sunrise this morning, nine minutes past 8 a.m. here in UK, uh, the thousands of people, some dressed in amazing pagan and druid regalia. There's some amazing images on the on X actually of, of the crowds there uh, and drumming and, and singing and chanting and the weather held off. It really was a spectacular sight. I myself have been to Stonehenge for the uh, winter solstice. I haven't been for the summer one. I, I can't tend to gravitate towards that sacred site in the winter myself. Um, but it's interesting, there's so many people there this morning because um, there's been a new book out uh, this week with research into the solstice. And whilst people get very caught up in the sunrise on the winter solstice, there's a new book out this week um, reporting that it's actually the sunset today, which is the most important part uh, of the of the time there and they're uh, saying right, uh, it's a, okay yeah it's very interesting it's written by a guy called <clears throat> professor clive ruggles he's written this book called stonehenge sighting the sun and he says um it's actually the setting of the sun today will illuminate the heel stone which stands just 250 feet outside the circle um, but of course the sunrise does have its own particular alignment as well as it comes through another part of the circle i mean nobody and i think john will back me up on this in in a few minutes nobody has the definitive answer to any sacred site in the world. Nobody has the definitive answer to the Neolithic period. It's it's impossible. But hundreds, if not thousands, of academics and researchers and archaeologists have, have done their own research and come up with their individual theories. And I think probably if you put them all together, you know, were they um were they calendars, were they places of worship, were they places of ritual, were they places of sacrifice, were they places of marriage, were they places of gatherings? I think they're all valid actually because we just mm. don't know and i think that's the mystery and if we could pin it down you know stonehenge and and all these places and avebury in the uk and the serpent mound in ohio and you know uluru which is a sacred site if we could pin them down i think they'd lose their magic so yeah this morning thousands of people at stonehenge they've all dispersed now it was a very peaceful wonderful event and i think uh, that's a nice way to end your last show here on tnt radio for 2023 yeah, it certainly is. And of course, you know, like all things in life, the meanings change over time as well. So you're right. I think the magic potentially could be taken away if we knew exactly why, because obviously, you know, the celebrations have changed in terms of meeting and meanings. And, you know, all those people today would have been a big party. Um, but who knows? They might have been sacrificing people there in the past. Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, Gemma, I am, there was one other person I wanted to thank, um, TNT radio and that's you. Um, you've been absolutely sterling since you came on, um, very, very recently into the station. Um, you do a fantastic job at what you do and you're a good friend as well. So, um, thank you, um, to you, Gemma, and, um, hopefully we'll be able to catch up and have a drink over the Christmas period. Oh, that's lovely. Well, James, you know, you were instrumental in helping me get to TNT. So it's a big thank you back to you. Uh, and I want to thank all the listeners. They've made me feel welcome. I haven't gone in the chat yeah. uh, like other hosts do, but I'm making a New Year's <clears throat> resolution to myself that in the new year, I will I will go into the chat. I will brave the chat because uh, I know people don't hold back in the chat, um, but that will be my kind of way of contributing more to the station. So thank you, James, and thank everyone at TNT. I thank them in the, the show previous to you with Rick, and I, I won't go through it again. I just want to say I'm having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's easily the best job I've ever had. And thank you, everybody. And thank you, especially, James. When I see you, I'll buy you a drink. 
Thank you very much, Gemma. And, and of course, I missed out everybody in the chat, but of course, I did say thank you to all the listeners and watchers. But yeah, you guys in the chat, let's see who's in there today. We've got Mally Bites, we've got Maisie, we've got Anto, Little Carol, an absolute legend in the little chat. We've got Ivan Phillips, Lisa, um, and lots of Red, um, and lots of others of you. So thank you guys, because it's this, it's, it really is, it does help us as hosts because we're sat in a studio somewhere with talking to a camera and it really does bring the whole thing to alive um alive the fact that you guys join and you actually join in the conversation so thank you to everybody in the live chat right then okay um today's show um stay tuned because in a moment i'll be joined by john wadsworth so stay tuned with me james freeman on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Kate Shamarani. Don't stop taking prescription medication. Always go and see your indoctrinated GP, always. But with psychiatric drugs, you have to actually wean off them. They're very addictive and you have to wean off them. Now, I find all this really concerning. But what I cannot get my head around is the worst drug of all. They just let it on the market all the time. Sugar, 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 sugar. And then that's not even to bring in like MSG, monosodium glutamate. Me. And and I, if I I can say, you know, you go into one of these garages and you see all the people going for food. There's nothing to eat in there. I very rarely can find anything to eat in any of these places. And if you go into the supermarket, there's only the first two aisles that have got real food. The rest, it, it's not food. And I see what people buy. I've covertly actually filmed people's trolleys, not them, don't get all excited, but I have filmed trolleys uh, to have a look what people are buying. And it's shocking because what you eat determines what your brain's going to be like and your teenagers' brains do not stop developing till they're about 25 years of age. Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Listen. Listen up! Now listen, we gotta talk. It's what we do best. This is today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Right, well, I'm delighted to welcome my next guest. Um, I have to be honest and say I know absolutely nothing about astrology, about the stars, about the solstice, apart from the fact that it's either the longest or the shortest day. So it's fa absolutely fantastic. My next guest is joining me now, John Wadsworth. Hello, John. Nice to, nice to, nice to be here. Yeah, on a special day. It's a special day of the year, right? Winter solstice. Yeah. The shortest day so of the year, the longest night. 
So before we start, because you know, you you're a professional astrologer. So give yourself a quick introduction. Tell us what it is that you do. What what, what does that mean to be a professional astrologer? Um, and give us a little bit about your background. Okay. Um, so I've been working as an astrologer for about 30 years. It's been my main profession in my life. Um, I work with um people's birth charts. So I work from the moment that somebody's born, I look at their the positions of the planets at that moment, and from there I can gauge something of the person's character, of their of their path, of their strengths, of their challenges, the likely sort of situations they might find themselves in in life and kind of guide guide them through that really. I don't really predict. I'm more interested in going deeper into, you know, what makes a person tick, what makes, you know, what brings a person alive. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with today. Obviously, in we've got a global audience here, by the way, John. So, um, you know, listeners down under and watchers down under will be it'll be their longest day today. Whereas, obviously, here in the yeah, UK, yeah. it is the shortest day. So, tell us all about the solstice. Apart from the fact that it is the longest or the shortest day, what significance does it have? Well, you know, it's one of those it's one of those moments in the year. I mean, one thing to say to start with is that you know astrology and the way that we understand you know the, the 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 cycles of the year are based on a northern hemisphere tradition you know we've exported our northern hemisphere culture to the southern hemisphere so it's a bit strange when you think of all of the things we associate with the winter solstice which are you know the you know the the, the mid of it's midwinter right so it carries that midwinter quality it marks the the um the moment when the sun moves into the astrological sign of Capricorn so that's the actual moment of the winter solstice and Capricorn um the the goat did you say you were a Capricorn yourself James yes yeah. I am so, yes I am yeah, Capricorn yeah yeah so the yeah um Capricorn's the hardiest of the signs you know and it's the hardiest sign because it comes in the middle of the winter you know and it needs it needs to you know be able to see out the, the the harshest time of the year so it's the most prepared sign in a way it's the one that carries the you know it, it can carry us through the dark season back into the into the light you know and this what's so significant about the solstice is that it's you know it's the return of the light this is why all the you know the, all the avatar figures like christ and earlier figures as well from 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 like the roman mystery schools they all have these solstice born avatars that come in and and um you know and, and they come as the teacher of humanity to sort of you know the idea being that they lead they lead the people out of darkness and into light it's it's really a seasonal story that's kind of characterized through the leader of the religion you know christ i i believe christ is the latest in a whole line of solstice born avatars and the thing about being born on christmas day on the 25th is that's the first day when the sun visibly begins to rise again as you know and, and the days start to get slightly longer so for three days the the sun basically sits it reaches the same point above the horizon so you have three days of pretty much equal length solstice means sun stands still so the sun literally Does it really stands that's yeah that's what that is absolutely fascinating i never knew that i mean i i was aware of the fact that you know once we pass this point um that the days start getting longer and of course you know it takes quite a while for that to actually generate 
warmer days, doesn't it? I think it's not until sort of February, March that actually we start to feel more warmth because of the way the, you know, you it takes a long time to warm the warm the earth. Exactly. And you don't even really notice the lengthening of the days, probably until the beginning of February, which is which is the next sort of key point in the year. You know, I mean, the the kind of Celtic wheel works around eight festivals, of which this is probably the most important one. But the next one, you know, you have the four what are called the cross quarter festivals. So you'll have the two solstices, winter and summer. Then you have the spring equinox when the days and nights are equal. The autumn equinox when days and nights are equal. But then you're moving into the darker the darker time of the year. So these are like the four kind of they're called the cross quarter days. And then you get the so they're called the quarter days. Then you get the cross quarter days in the middle. And the first of those is the beginning of February when you get this kind of quickening of the light. And the light really starts to come back and you really start to notice it because it only really creeps back for the next for the next six weeks or so yeah yeah and john obviously you know we're sat in the uk here now and obviously there we've got the aussies down down under yeah. there is their longest day but what happens and like i said i know nothing about any of this what happens to all the places in between do they have solstices at slightly different times. How how does that work in terms of the, no, the everyone in position? everyone in the northern everyone north of the equator in the northern hemisphere will experience a winter solstice, and everyone south of the equator will experience a summer solstice. It's that it's that stark. It's just that if you live at the equator, you barely notice it. Because if you live at the equator, yeah, your days and nights are equal all year. So, but the but further like, north you go, the more the more obvious it is. And the further south you go, the more obvious it will be the other way. Yeah. But of course, you know, we experienced, and me and Gemma had a little bit of a debate about this the other day because I was saying the longest, sorry, the shortest day was yesterday, which we still haven't totally resolved that because although the solstice happened at three. Sorry, that's because of the time difference. So, you know, in America, it'll be, it would have been the 21st because they're, you know, if you're in California, that's eight, eight hours behind behind the UK. If you're in Australia, I think it's yeah. what, 12 hours ahead. So then it'll yeah. be later today, you know, when it will have happened. But of course, in Australia, it's still the same time that it's happening. It's just that on the clock, it looks different because of the time difference. That's, that's all that is. Yeah. yeah. And John, how do you celebrate the solstice? What do you do? Were you, um, did you go I, down to, I live in Glastonbury, to... So we go up, we go up Glastonbury tour in the morning and watch the sun. We have a famous hill here in Glastonbury. It's one of our iconic hills in England and um yeah so 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 there'll be a big big there's a big ceremony there this morning yeah people are drumming and chanting and bringing in the light you know celebrating the return of the light which is really what it's all about you know it's this you know the, the nights aren't going to get any longer you know it's a moment yeah. it's like yeah, we're not it's not going to get any darker than this you know Fantastic. That is music to my ears. And of course, I know that tour very, very well, because um, in my younger days, I went to Glastonbury Festival. It's about 12 years in a row I went there. And of course, you can see that iconic tour from, from the festival itself. It's absolutely beautiful. It's lined up to the um, pyramid stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. John, thank you so much for joining me today. You, you told me many things that I didn't know about the solstice. You've got a book, haven't you? Um, what's your book yeah, that you've written? Yeah, my book's called Your Zodiac Soul, and it and it it takes us through the year. I I treat the zodiac like uh, like I call it twelve gateways to wholeness that we carry all twelve of these 
strong images of the of the zodiac signs within us and and as we go it's really based on the seasonal round on the seasonal cycle so you know we can connect with the energy of the season it's very much a northern hemisphere thing to be fair but you know it's this idea that we are that we can integrate and find that wholeness within us by working with the, the zodiac i talk about Fantastic. it as medicine where, 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 where do yeah. people go to buy the book today is it on amazon oh, is it on other you can get it i'll send i'll send a link so you can get it on amazon yeah 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 send, send me a link and i'll um for everybody watching and listening i'll post it on my ex account later today john wadsworth thank you very very much and happy okay. winter solstice to you okay, happy solstice yeah merry christmas merry christmas to you as well right okay we're going to take a quick break now and when we come back i'm going to have dan hartman on the show who's going to tell us a very sad story about what happened to his son sean so stay tuned with me james freeman on tnt radio we do have some big news listen up now tnt radio news matt boyland here with a look at your tnt headlines over a dozen people have been killed and more than 20 others wounded in a mass shooting at a university in the czech republic Former US President Donald Trump has accused the White House of waging war on Christians and is bound to end it if he's re-elected next year. President Joe Biden has once again appeared lost and confused on stage. And Hamas has rejected another proposed temporary ceasefire in Gaza, saying it's only interested in ending the war. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Right. OK, like I said um, in my introduction, we're going to leave the year, my last show of the year, on a high. I explained what I meant by that because what dan is doing is is actually spreading light where there was darkness so um i'm absolutely delighted that dan would join us on the freeman report today hello dan how are you doing hi james i'm okay thank you so much for having me yeah and i guess the first thing to say is thank you very much for getting up very very early in the morning i think it's 6 30 in the morning for you and i know you i was watching actually your you were on x last night um because i posted that you were coming on the show a lot of interest in the show today i must say on on x and i think you were still up uh, um very late last night um conversing yeah. with people on there so um so yeah burning the candles at both ends right dan um we've got a video to play we'll play that in a moment but i wonder if you would start by just telling us something a little bit about sean what was he like he was a very very good boy. He was like an angel. He was so respectful to everybody, uh, especially me. He was just loved his family. He loved movies. He loved just hanging out with me. And I enjoyed every minute I had with him. He was a perfect son. He didn't talk back to me. He was so kind and pure hearted. He loved animals. He was just a good boy. And um, does Sean have any um, brothers or sisters, or is he um, an only only child? He's my only son. I'm left with nothing now. Okay, now we're just going to quickly show a clip that you shared with me, um, Dan. I think it's important. Um, it's important to you, clearly, your memories of, of Sean. So, Studio, if you can play clip one now, please. 
absolutely fantastic um dan i've got two kids myself and i've got many memories of like that how old was he in that video incidentally he was four four years okay. old he loved music and, yeah this uh, is, I, I know said, i know this is this is I difficult isn't it, it um uh, dan dan tell oh, us yeah. what happened then because sean loved i mean he was 17 wasn't he two years ago um i think that's right he was 17 years of age he loved hockey um tell us about sean in his in his teenage years and what his love for hockey and what that meant his group of friends that he had hockey was his life it was his passion like many canadian kids he was born and raised loving hockey and the only way he could keep playing was to be jabbed with an experimental poison. So on August 25th in 2021, Sean took one shot of Pfizer. On August 29th, he was rushed to emergency. He had brown circles around his eyes, vomiting, and a rash, and an extremely sore shoulder opposite to his injection shoulder. The doctor there failed to do any blood work. He didn't do a D-dimer test. He didn't do a troponin test. He just sent him home with Advil for his sore shoulder. And 33 days after Sean's first Pfizer shot, he was found dead on the floor beside his bed. I'm and, so, yeah, I'm so, go on, sorry, go on, Dan. And they did an autopsy and came back with cause of death unascertained. They can't tell me how he died. They don't know how he died. And I was lost what to do. I, I knew my son didn't just die. He was perfectly healthy with no underlying conditions. So we had to send Sean's tissue samples to America. And Dr. Ryan Cole found tremendous amount of spike protein in Sean's adrenal glands after they said it wouldn't leave your arm. And he determined that the vaccine was the cause of Sean's death. And I was running out of time to do anything about it. I had two months left. You had to file a claim within two years. And luckily two lawyers stepped up for me and for Sean. And we are now suing the government of Canada, Health Canada and Pfizer Canada. We have two lawsuits. Okay. Now we're gonna talk about some of that in a moment. And I know you've been working with Dr. Peter McCullough also, but we've got another clip which I'd like to play because I there's there are lots of leaders in the world that, that I've got a real problem with um, and what they've done over the past three years. But Trudeau and Jacinda Ardern, I think I've, I do hold a special place for both of them. So, Studio, can you please play um, clip two? I want to end today by speaking directly to kids once again. I know many of you are in virtual school again. Uh, many of you have made more sacrifices over Christmas, over the holidays, um, not seeing your friends, not seeing your loved ones, having to hunker down, having to help out around the house as your parents uh, are working virtually. This is not easy. And I know uh, almost half of kids across this country have gotten uh, their vaccine from uh, ages 5 to 12. We need to get more. So please ask your parents if you can get vaccinated. Getting vaccinated protects yourself, protects 
your family, protects your grandparents, protects vulnerable people, but it also supports our frontline workers who are working incredibly hard. Our nurses and doctors and people in hospitals who are dealing with a rise in cases. We know, kids across this country, you've been doing the right things over these past long years, and it sucks but you've been amazing, and we need to keep doing everything we can to get through this. Je compte sur vous, je compte sur tout le monde. I'm counting on you. I'm counting on all Canadians to continue to do the right thing, even if we're tired, even if we're done with it. We will continue to do the right thing to protect ourselves, to make sure that our country, our economy continues to operate, and that we will always be there for one another by doing the right thing. Now, Dan, I wanted to play that because, that, you know, in New Zealand and in Canada, it was there was a very specific kind of um, pressure being put on Canadians. I mean, it went on all around the world. We had, you know, vaccine passports, no jab, no job policies in lots of countries. But it was particularly harsh in Canada and New Zealand. And I thought that clip says said a lot because trudeau there was reaching out to the children and we know that they knew at the time that children weren't at risk tell us explain that that period what was that like um as a as as um as a canadian citizen the pressure that people were under and put under by the trudeau regime it was absolutely horrible you were basically forced to stay in your home you couldn't go to the movie theater you couldn't go to the gym you couldn't go to a restaurant with your family you couldn't go see your loved ones in a nursing home who were dying. And Sean couldn't play hockey without this stupid jab. And he was forced to basically stay in his bedroom and play video games. And he just wanted to be a normal kid and go to the movies and hang out with his friends. And, and the worst part is I begged him not to take it. I, I begged him. I said, please don't, Sean. This will all be over soon and you'll get to go back to hockey. And sure enough, two months after Sean died, they stopped the mandate for hockey. And I didn't even know he took it until the day he died. The coroner had to tell me when he arrived at the house. I had no idea. And a very sad part is that in Canada, kids 12 and older could get it without parental consent. How messed up no, is that? I didn't, I didn't realize yeah. that. If you were mature, I'll tell you what, Dan, that they've threatened that. Well, not threatened it, but in the UK, we have something called the Gillick competence, which is nothing to do with vaccines. It was actually about a case in law um, about a girl that wanted contraception, but her parents didn't want her to have it. And the court ruled that it was in her best interest because she was sleeping with her boyfriend at the time, that, that she was allowed to get that. Nothing to do with vaccines, but they are using that as a threat to say that, you know, if your child is absolutely adamant that they won the vaccine, then there's a potential situation where they might be able to do that. But you're saying in Canada, you didn't even know. That's incredible. No, I had no idea. And it's a pain that I carry every day because I begged him not to get it. And then I think because of Sean dying, that's part of the reason they dropped the mandate for hockey. I really believe that. Okay. Two months. All right. Well, two Dan, months after he died. Dan, listen, drop. we're going to take a quick break now, but stay, stay put, please. Um, after the break, we'll talk about 
this court case, what your hopes are. Um, and also I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, your um I you know, you're you're a regular guy. He was just living his life with his family. I'd like to kind of get your view on what whether you think Canadians have learned anything from the past three years or or whether there's a danger that it would all just happen again um, if if a new virus came along. So so stay put, and we'll talk about that all after this um, short break. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman, on TNT Radio. Dewebonizing weather with reality and perspective. Hello, all you lovers of good weather. This is your climate and weather watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi. And of course, we're in the holiday season. Everybody is happy. There's world peace all over the place. The climate issue has been solved. Maybe it hasn't been solved. Anybody remember that old Steve Martin routine? Steve Martin is an American comedian where he goes, you can be a millionaire and not have to pay taxes. That's right. Two simple ways to become a millionaire and not pay taxes. Number one, make a million dollars. Number two, whenever someone comes up to you, say, I forgot to pay my taxes. Two simple ways of doing things. I was thinking about that. That is such a simplistic approach. Now, when I look at the climate spokespeople, specifically, let's say AOC, she was a bartender. All right. Now, of course, she's a member of the U.S. Congress. And then we had Greta Thunberg. And I put up a meme this morning on Twitter, which, by the way, was wrong. She actually did get out of high school. I don't know how she got out of high school because she was leading a strike every week. But she's a high school graduate. Then we have Al Gore, who flunked out of divinity school. Shock. (laughs) At Vanderbilt. And then, of course, John Kerry with his D in geology. Now, that's fascinating because at least in geology, all you need to do is look at what happened before. At least in the climate, you know, you are looking at what's happening before, but you're trying to measure it against what's happening now. And of course, meteorology, you can forget about it because that's actually trying to predict everything in the future. But the good news for you is that here is something you can make a ton of money with, climate change. And you don't have to have any expertise at all. Now, that should be a threat to you PhDs out there that are making your living on this. Because if you get a bartender and a high school graduate to become major spokesman, what does it say for that PhD in climatology? This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. You're with James Freeman and the Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right now, during the break there, I was just speaking with Dan. And um, actually, that video that I played with Trudeau has even more significance than I'd realized before. Because I didn't realize that children as young as 12 not only could consent to get the vaccine, but actually... They could consent without the knowledge of their parents. And Dan's already said that he didn't find out that his son had had the vaccine until he was sadly passed away. So that has much more significance than what I gave it at the time, because Trudeau was reaching out to the children. He was, if you listen to what he said, 
he was kind of saying you need to do this to help others you need everyone else is working really hard around you um your parents are working hard we need you to do this and then presumably in the schools dan they were reaching out to the children and trying to get them to have the jab without their parents even knowing what would you like to say to justin trudeau oh justin i fucking hate you with every fiber of my being you have taken my child from me with lies you're telling all the kids to get it. It's safe and effective. But now that people are dying and getting injured, you don't say a word. You're pretending it's not happening. And what are we to think as a society when you won't even acknowledge it? Why not stop these vaccines and take a look at it? Why not admit maybe we made a mistake and look at them and study them more? You just put them into arms of people. And because of this, many, many Canadians hate you. The whole freedom convoy in Ottawa happened because of you, because you would not give people the choice what to put in their body. You were telling truckers they had to have it to go into America to keep their job, to provide food and everything people need. You're a disgrace to Canada. There's a petition to have you get kicked out. Nobody wants you around anymore. You're nothing but a liar. You won't even acknowledge my son. No one in your government will. None of you have reached out to me. I applied to the vaccine injury support program and got denied the first time. But then once I got the evidence and provided that on May 8th of 2023, I filed my appeal. And now you guys are ignoring my emails. You won't reach back. And when you do reach back, you say, oh, we're having trouble finding a pathologist to look at this. Okay, well, find one you're not going to find one that can prove it didn't kill my son none of you can prove it did not kill sean i know in my soul it did and i will always always blame you for bringing these vaccines into canada you've ruined so many people's lives i know six parents that i speak to around the world who have all lost their children all from pfizer all the same death and unascertained cause of death you're a disgrace i hate you yeah well said dan well said um i mean the other thing to point out here is they knew by that point as well i mean look a lot of my watchers and 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 and, and listeners they know that these politicians knew what was going on right but um you know even the statistics by that point we knew that kids weren't um, at, at risk from COVID, didn't we? We knew that. We had the data. In fact, we knew most of the population wasn't at risk from COVID. The average age of death was in the UK here was actually higher than the all-cause mortality um, age of death. So we knew that it was a danger for old people and the very vulnerable, but not children and the rest of us. Right now, Sean, um, you didn't just um, melt on the floor and say, that's it, my life's over, I'm done now. Did you? you? You're you're going to fight this, aren't you? And you've um you've already talked about the fact that you've um you know you've been working with Ryan Cole, Dr. Ryan Cole, somebody I've interviewed before, and Dr. Peter McKellar. So tell us what you're doing and where 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 you are in that process. Well, we have just served the government and served Pfizer, BioNTech in Germany. They've been served the papers. Now we're awaiting their response. Like you said, I have 
We've retained Dr. Peter McCullough as our expert witness who will be coming to Canada, who also has new evidence, which I cannot talk about, obviously. But with those two doctors on my side proving the vaccine killed my son, and with them not being able to prove it didn't, I think we have a very good chance of winning. The money means absolutely nothing to me. I've been poor my whole life. Money's not going to change anything. My life has been destroyed. I'm still going to be crying every day in a house 15 times a day. Nothing's going to change. I just want them to be found guilty. Justice for Sean is justice for everybody. If I can defeat these bastards, it might start the ball rolling for other people to do it. Yeah, and um, I think the condition that he actually um, died of, which is actually a very common one, particularly with the Pfizer jab, it was myocarditis, wasn't it, that actually, I think, killed him. Is Am I right on that? Uh, no, they're claiming there was no myocarditis found, although his heart was very slightly enlarged. But I was told it's not even worth talking about because it's perfectly normal for an athlete. Well, hockey got stopped for a year. He sat in his bedroom playing video games. He wasn't an athlete. So I don't buy that bullshit excuse whatsoever. My son, if he did have a very slightly enlarged heart, it was from the vaccine. He was a hockey player. He never had heart problems in his whole life. And so, the, the, I mean, the evidence you've got from um, Ryan Cole, he's a fantastic doctor. Um, you know, he's one of the global freedom fighters that's been pushing back against this. What does that evidence show um, that, that he's um, got? Obviously not this new evidence. We can't talk about that. But what does the evidence show in terms of, you know, the actual cells and the spike protein? Uh, he sent me pictures in the report and it shows brown in, in the two pictures, wherever there's brown, it's spike protein caused from the vaccine. There's spike that's caused from COVID and spike from the vaccine. Well, the testing he does proves that it was spike from the vaccine. Sean did not have COVID. So that shouldn't have been in his adrenal glands. They promised it would just stay localized in your shoulder. It travels throughout your whole body to all your organs. The rates of strokes and cancer right now and stillborn births has never been seen before in history on this earth. And the fact that I know six other parents who lost six children and all died from Pfizer, this isn't a coincidence, like people say. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, look, Dan, I've been working with Vaccine Injured um, over the past couple of years, and there's thousands of people in the UK here. Like the Canadian government, though, our government has done its best to try and ignore them. Now, there should have been, after what happened over the past three years, there should be some lessons for Canadians. Um, personally, I don't think children should be able to consent to medical interventions until they're 18 years old because how do they how can they consent it's very very complicated information particularly when they're using coercive techniques against them so there's that but also i think of this you know no jab no job policy you're you're a regular canadian do you think those lessons have been learned i mean you you obviously speak with lots of people about sean's case do you think regular canadians have learned something from the past three years Oh, yes. There's so many people waking up now of, of what has happened to us. And I don't think anyone will comply again. There's still people that believe in this, which is mind-blowing. 
how can you believe in something that you have to take six or seven shots of? It, it makes no sense. But I, I know a lot of Canadians that I speak to that will never trust our government. It's gotten so bad that they won't trust doctors anymore because doctors, yeah. a lot of doctors knew about this as well. But in order to keep their job, they had to do this. I know four doctors who have lost their license for speaking out against this. They just took their license from them. One doctor of 40 plus years who never had a blemish on his record has lost his license. And he's still fighting Dr. Chris Shoemaker and fighting every day. And we've all learned not to trust our government, at least not to trust Trudeau. We are hoping a new government comes in and gets him out of there because he is hated by so many people and it's his own fault. He's got no one to blame but yeah. himself. But Dan, in my introduction, I talked about the fact that I wanted to end the year on a high. I do think this is a high because you you are shining light where there was darkness. You're not sitting down. And it's because of people like you that other Canadians are learning these lessons rather than you just going off into the sunset and just accepting what's happened. You're ensuring that hopefully this never happens again. Now, You've been really active, haven't you, Sean? Tell um, everybody what you've been doing. You've been raising money. You sell T-shirts. What exactly have you been doing um, over the past couple of years to help raise money for um, Sean's to fund Sean's case? Well, we have uh, Give Send Go link set up for the lawsuits to donate. It's going to cost a lot of money to go after them because they have unlimited funds, unlimited lawyers. So it's going to cost quite a bit of money to do this. But to get me in the courtroom, I think I can represent the people of this world very well. I'm very strong. I have so much rage and sadness in my body, but together, that's a good combination. These, these hoodies that we have and t-shirts on the back of them is a QR code that goes directly to the fundraisers and it starts conversations. If you wear it out in public, I've had so many people come up to me and say, what is justice for Sean? And I get to explain it to them and they're, their mouths drop open. They cannot believe this has happened. A lot of people don't know, and I'm working to make sure everyone in the world knows the name Sean Hartman. My boy was a special boy and didn't deserve this, and he cannot rest in peace until there is justice, and that's what I'm fighting for. The people on X, X is the only platform that will let me talk about Sean. Anything I say about Sean gets removed from any other platform. So I thank God for Elon Musk for letting me tell the truth about Sean. And I've met so many incredible kind people. There's still a lot of good in this world. We just have to get rid of the evil governments that are destroying it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good point you make there, um, Dan, because we've heard from lots of people on the Freeman Report this year. People have been injured and they get silenced. They've had support oh, yeah. groups on Facebook where they're going to find other people that have gone through the same thing for support, emotional support, um, physical support, because the doctors are just sending them home and saying there's nothing wrong with you, just like they did with Sean. Um, listen, Dan, thank you so much um, for coming on the show today. I know it's a really difficult topic for you to talk about. Thank you for coming on the show and thank you for what you're doing. Um, 
I will share on X later all the links that you provided me to places people can go to support you. Um, and of course, you've got your own X account as well. So anybody who's watching and listening to this, please do go over to X and look for Answers for Sean. Um, at Answers for Sean, you'll be able to follow Dan there and help raise awareness um, of Sean's story. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Hartman, thank you very much. Thank you, James. Thank you so much. And to everyone in the UK, I love you all. Sean loved the Beatles. I love the Beatles. God bless you. God bless you and happy Christmas, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>